Welcome to More Ask for What You Want. Ladies, this podcast is for you. How often do you dream of the life you want, but are waiting for someone to give you permission? This podcast is about empowering women in getting off the floor and blasting through the ceiling personally and professionally. Asking for more with confidence, assurance, and success without doubt getting in the way. Tracy will help you so you can build the muscle which will change your relationship with money, attention, time, love, career, and really anywhere else you are settling and saying yes to less, but really wanting and deserving more. Welcome to More. Ask for what you want. Here's Tracy Crossley. Hey there, welcome back to another episode of more, ask for what you want. And I think it's one of the hardest things to do. I've said this over and over through, I don't know, every podcast, not that there's a lot of them, uh, but basically people, <laughs> it's, it's really hard to ask for more without putting a lot of conditions on it or guilt. So today we're going to be talking about inner bias as a leader and how to dissolve it. The idea for this topic is really about how much bias is out there because as human beings, we love to judge. And most people will say, I'm not judgmental. I call bullshit on that. I call bullshit on it because most of us in our minds are constantly judging and whether we think we are or not is irrelevant as far as standing you know, on that, that platform and saying, I don't judge. That's not going to help you and it's not going to help the world. So we really do love to judge though, when it comes to expectation and tradition. And when it comes to expectation, like expect, you know, expecting people to be a certain way, uh, tradition, how tradition shows up. And so we have two important biases out there that are related to expectation and tradition, especially when it comes to females. Oh, yes. Descriptive and prescriptive. So descriptive means you belong to a certain group and there's a bias that's inherent anytime you single out a group, right? Any kind of group. Female, it's group. So descriptive would be you belong to this group, okay? And so I'm going to single out more, which is to single out female leaders. And now I'd like to get into the prescriptive bias. Yes, yes, yes. Prescriptive bias is basically how you as a female are expected to behave. Hmm, right? Well, prescriptive bias is basically what you expect members of that group to behave as, like the expectation, what is it? What's the tradition of that? So whether it's your mom, your dad, society, or the people in business that you lead, there's always a bias that's present. It would be really nice to believe that society is far more enlightened than this, but We've not arrived anywhere near that destination. There are so many triggers in society that keep people judging things when we really don't need to. So this is the thing. When it comes to these biases, this is not just an external bias. Surprise. It's an internal one too. What a bummer. But not really. I mean, I say what a bummer, but not really, because otherwise I wouldn't be doing this podcast because my whole thing is, hey, let's get out of this kind of crap that holds us back as leaders. So let's get into this, right? Let me get into introducing this even further to you. 
So prescriptive bias, how you as a female are expected to behave. And oh my gosh, good Lord, do people have opinions. Some are out of the dark ages and well, some that are rare <laughs> and everything in between. Before anyone goes down, of course, the rabbit hole, this is not just men who carry these bias. Uh, it's women who also do with other women. So what am I saying? Well, I'm saying this. They see other women being successful or trying to be and punish them for not behaving in their pre-prescribed role. It's not something most people are even consciously aware they're doing. That's what I mean, what I was saying at the beginning about, hey, you are basically judging all the time. If you place some awareness on your thoughts, I guarantee you, you're going to see some aspect of judgment in there. It's going to be related to a story you have, probably about somebody else. And you, of course, as a character in the story too. Anyway, it's not something, again, that most people want to even admit to, right? So when you can tell you're in a place of judgment is when you react and you may not know why you feel the way you do. Society continues to change, of course, in terms of all the possibilities for females as a leader. But there's still this prescriptive bias of woman who should be, oh, I don't know, let's come up with some female characteristics, right? Oh, you have to be kind. You have to be a doormat. You have to be gentle. You have to be caring. You have to be submissive. You have to be warm. You have to be loving. You have to take care of everybody but yourself. You have to put everybody first. You have to help everybody and put yourself last. That is what is crazy. And the part that's always gotten to me, of course, is that I know women are multifaceted creatures. They are not just kind. They can also be assertive, rational, competent, and hey, even aggressive, whatever, doesn't matter. The question is why it does matter. Shouldn't women be able to be, I don't know, themselves? Yes. The answer is yes. Oh my God. Yes. But women must get out from under their own thumb and holding their thumb down on the heads of other women with these kind of biases. Yes, the prescriptive bias especially. What stick do you hold other women to? Probably the stick you hold yourself to. Probably something about, I don't know, it being perfect or the expectations are super high and then nobody can live up to them. I know I used to do this, by the way, and I know when I say this, I'm not speaking out of line or out of turn because it's true. It's all this stuff we're not willing to admit to anybody else, or if we are, we don't deal with it. And it's time to deal with it if women are ever going to rule the world. <laughs> I say that kind of facetiously, but kind of not, okay? But being a decisive or direct woman should not be a problem. In fact, to me, you're the kind of lady I want to hang out with. You are my kind of woman because I love talking to and supporting women who will say it like it is. When women beat around the bush and don't get to the freaking point, it is maddening for most people listening because they don't know what you're talking about, right? And the thing is, for women that want to aspire to be direct and decisive, you are my woman too. Absolutely. You're my tribe in terms of I am speaking to you, okay? If we have a conversation in real life, that'd be great. But meanwhile, having the idea of, hmm, okay, we need to stop separating women by 
these antiquated ways of seeing women because most of us, it's just in our conditioning, but we can change that. And a lot of the work I do with women leaders is around this. Basically, all of the topics I discuss in this podcast are how I help female leaders. I help female leaders and their teams with all sorts of things in terms of this whole mindset and also with relational dynamics. And so you have to look at yourself, okay? When I'm talking to you as a female, and and you can use other people, let's say, as an example, or as a mirror to reflect back to yourself, but you really want to look at yourself. So when I say you can be an amazing version of yourself, it's true. It's just my definition might be a bit different. It's risky, it's vulnerable, and it's freeing. So literally, I look at it like, how can you lead anyone if you keep doing the same things over and over? And that's how bias controls you. Controls everybody this way. It is really a rotten apple. That's how I see it. So is this a problem or should I say problems? Well, (laughs) we got more than one problem with this, right? There's probably several I'm not even going to mention today. But it's an issue if you want to be a happy, thriving leader. Yeah, you can be happy. Oh, yes, you can. And you do not need to operate in reaction to a supposed bias because it sets you free when you don't. And a leader needs freedom. If a leader doesn't have freedom, how are you leading? So to me, okay, and this is me about me, I have always been real in my mind, okay? And that is hilarious because mm, 20 years ago, I thought I was so real. I wasn't. I was not. I was not. I'm going to repeat that over and over because the truth is I thought I knew everything and I really didn't know anything. So for me in developing a ton of self-awareness over the years, that is something I did not realize I was reacting to all the time. I was obviously a woman, still a woman, as stated in an earlier podcast that was told I should have been born a guy. I was great at being a guy, but men did not like it. They would lock horns with me and go head to head, right? And when it came to women, I was totally judgmental, the weaker sex, and I wasn't going to be part of the weaker sex. I was going to be an anomaly in that. Yeah. Okay. So (laughs) like I said, did not know myself well. So if you think you have no judgments of other women, listen in on your internal conversation or the comments you make to others about a woman that have nothing to do with she can do the job or not, but how she might fit it. Like I lost my last job uh, 15 years ago or almost 15 years ago. I keep forgetting what year we're in at this point because the last three years have sort of melded into one. But anyway, (laughs) I lost my last job for the reason that they made a mistake in developing our department. I was a VPGM for an advertising agency, and they had hired four of us around the country to do this and realized, oops, this doesn't really work. And they kept a couple of them, and they let a couple of us go, and they basically told me I didn't fit the company culture. I stood up for my people, the people that I managed, and I didn't fit into the background. And so I definitely did not fit the soft, warm female. I was nice. I was funny, but I was always direct and to the point, whether I was right or wrong. And coming into a business where sales were a problem and 
I didn't have people motivated who were working for me, it seemed like a good idea for me to stand up for them. And, and again, doesn't matter. It's not the point of this podcast. So it's how I was judged as not fitting, right? And I don't have a thing about it. I'm just bringing it up as an example of what this looks like, right? So it matters and it's a problem because, and this is the biggest problem with it, bias keeps you down. It holds others down. And it mostly states you do not matter as a living, breathing person or a leader for that matter. So what's the wake up statement? Here it is. You can keep being the judge and jury, but you serve no one, especially yourself. Wake up and be curious about what it takes to step out of this cookie cutter horseshit and be you. Yes, I use the word horseshit. Okay, so before we get to the solution, I can just share a little bit more about myself in this situation. I know giving examples and stories definitely helps to be able to see yourself or see it happening in your environment, right? So I think about how much time I wasted being the woman who could keep it real, but I had my own bias about other women like I've already stated. And it was really about women that would take a back seat to men. My thing was, oh my gosh, what's her problem? And yet I completely ignored the fact that I was assuming I knew her why, like why she was doing whatever she was doing, whichever female this applied to. And over the years, the more I became myself, meaning not that I all of a sudden transformed into a new person, but I let go of a lot of patterns and beliefs and you know, the way that I felt about myself, all of that changed and shifted. And I listened and I allowed, and I realized I no longer had to put people through a filter in the same way, like separating the girls from the women. It was about a different level of awareness and the conditioning that said to a woman, you're not worth it. A lot of women feel, you know, basically how they do about themselves because of their conditioning. And, you know, a lot of times we don't know as children, hey, you're being conditioned for the rest of your life. However, you're reacting to the situation, if you're doing it repetitively, is going to become a belief. And then you're going to be stuck with that belief unless you have enough self-awareness to do something about it, literally. And when you start realizing that most people sort of end up where they do and not understanding all the choices they made along the way to get there, you have a lot of grace, or I do. I have a lot of compassion for people that find themselves there. Because for me, I had my own form of conditioning, right? I never felt worth it, even though I came off as super confident whenever I was in corporate, or even in my own business. And that is why I know plenty of women who come off as confident are feeling that way through their intelligence, they're confident, through their accomplishments, they're confident, but not because they breathe. Oh, that? Oh, shoot. I don't deserve respect. I don't deserve for people to follow me or me to get paid even. And there are women out there, and I have worked with them, who feel like unless they've really gone over the top, they don't deserve to be paid for their services. Oh, yeah. So if they did this, you know, they decided, okay, because I breathe, I have confidence, there would not be a bias anymore. Because having confidence all the time, which is how I feel I have gotten to at this point in my life, that I have confidence. If I don't have competence over something, I have no problem saying that. But years ago, I would have struggled to say that. I would have been, oh my God, I can't ask a question or I can't seem like I don't know what the hell I'm doing. Well, if I ask somebody and I still don't understand, then I would 
you know, in the past, I, I would never would ask somebody, but now I would ask somebody and then I would seek to understand. Uh, but the thing is with bias, you know, bias is not coming from, I trust myself. Bias comes from, and this is all people. If people trusted themselves, they wouldn't have a bias about anything. So it comes from fear and fear does a funny thing. You know, wanting to be accepted and not tossed out, wanting to be successful and realizing you have to play by antiquated rules and so on. That is not a leader. That's a follower. And being a leader is something I am still learning as I keep finding my own groove and giving the middle finger to bias because it's it's so much more than that. But it's fun to say and it's fun to feel, of course, giving your middle finger to anything, right? Well, almost anything. Anyways, in allowing myself to do it, not as an F you to anyone, it's an F you to the bias, to the rules, to the things that don't really matter when it comes to the ability of a leader. What's the solution? Well, hey, guess what? It's all about you. The ability to see how prescriptive bias shows up in how you treat yourself and other women. The ability to see how much what you say, do, and feel is influenced by these unconscious biases. It is going to help you to undo their hold on you. Perhaps just today going, oh my God, I didn't realize I was doing this. I didn't realize I was judging myself. I didn't realize I was judging others so harshly. I didn't realize that society had this antiquated BS that I still follow unconsciously. It's all unconscious. And this isn't a calling out like, oh, you're doing something wrong. This is a waking up. This is an opportunity to go, okay, wait a minute. Things need to be done differently here. And I am going to lead the charge on that. So the first thing to do, of course, is to become aware of how this affects your decisions. Do you make decisions from fear of being judged? Maybe judge is not good enough. Or maybe if you make this decision, you might seem too much to others, especially if you don't get others to agree on it. Or let's say the results don't come out as what is expected. Hey, plenty of men have had results not come out as what they expected too. But for some reason, when it comes to women, and again, women holding themselves to the fire, women holding other women to the fire, there is this idea that somehow we're supposed to perform miracles, right? Like we control results. No one controls results. As much as you can have it all lined up, everything go perfect, something can happen. And that's the truth. That's life. So there's a lot of fear around decisions that will keep you second guessing and, you know, doubting yourself. And so this is the thing you want to become aware of is, again, if I'm second guessing myself before I make a decision or even after I make a decision, I never trusted myself to begin with. And that's what you want to look at is, why don't I trust myself? Why do I feel I am not competent? Because if I don't trust myself, obviously part of me, even if I've gotten accolades and I'm making millions of dollars a year, still feels I can't trust myself. There's something going on there. And you, you know, when you hear the voice telling you that you should have been kinder or smarter or not thinking you know everything, or you should have asked the guy in the corner office and so on, it can really feel hard to not over-prepare or overdo research or Again, getting everybody to sign off on it. Okay, everybody's with me on this decision. Phew, I'm going to be okay. And then you're not anyways. So it doesn't really matter. Because of course, a lot of times people just want to play pin the tail on the donkey and you get to be the donkey. <laughs> it's like, uh, kind of a crude way of putting it, but seriously, we do this. So gathering more data or asking other people what you should do also shows you don't trust yourself. It's not that you don't want to get 
other people to go, you know what, that's a, that is great. And here's some tweaks I would do or what have you. Collaboration is awesome. I'm not talking about collaboration. I'm talking about not trusting yourself, which is a whole other ball of wax, but you want to become aware that you can start to change this. Like you want to become aware of all these things I'm talking about. Be honest with yourself and evaluate yourself. It took me a long time to be honest about a lot of the things I'm talking about because I would tell you, oh, I don't do that. Hell no. But I had to admit it to myself. Otherwise, I would have stayed stuck. I would never have been an efficient or good leader. And I would just be wondering, oh my gosh, is anybody going to see me as a leader? I don't know if I see me as a leader, even though I'm a leader. Hello. So you want to do this to start to change things. Make a decision that feels like a small risk. One that you and your gut know is the way to go. And you might even fear the results a little bit. It's not a make it or break it decision. I'm talking, again, a small risk, small decision. And take the step off that diving board. Just take the step off. As you work on becoming more confident, then the world does not revolve around any one person and that you have judged yourself harshly. Look where else you have judged people. When I no longer was basically, I would say, um, on a team that was dysfunctional, I used to lose my shit. <laughs> I would lose my shit. So as you work on becoming, you know, more of who you are, it doesn't matter. You can work with anybody. You can work with Attila the Hun, not necessarily that, but you really can change things. So when I feel at this point that I have a team and somebody no longer fits, I don't feel like I need to build a case against the person. I don't need to look at them as inadequate. And in this case, I basically only had women work for me. So that's why I'm bringing that up. I realize that if something doesn't work, nobody has to be the asshole. I don't have to find bias for anything except noticing what I might allow if I do not trust my decisions. You must trust your own decisions or nobody else will. Okay, so the wake up statement again, you can keep being the judge and jury, but you serve no one, especially yourself. Wake up and be curious about what it takes to step out of this cookie cutter horseshit and be you. All right, you have a right to empowerment. You have a right to be empowered, but you have to stop ripping yourself to shreds and pave your own path. Even if you're successful, where do you hold yourself back because of your unconscious bias? Root it out and make a decision that will start to break you free of someone else's judgments and rules inside of yourself. Yes, someone else's rules and judgments live inside of you. If you're interested in learning more about myself and my programs, please email business at tracycrossley.com and I will see you all next time. Take care. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening. To find out more about Tracy and her programs, please visit tracycrossley.com or reach out to Tracy at happiness at tracycrossley.com to book a discovery session. And thanks again for listening.